Hello and welcome to our Africa Travel Week Connect Unlock Africa podcast, where we bring the news, views, tips and tricks from tourism experts and personalities, sometimes simply sharing a window on their world and Africa's tourism sector. This month, we are looking across the horizon and celebrating the beautiful wide open spaces Africa has to offer space travel of a different kind. We will be chatting to various experts in the industry who bring to life the crowd-free experiences post-pandemic travelers are looking for. Join us as we discuss stargazing and conservation of the night sky, ballooning over the Serengeti, the solitude of the Namib Desert, and an underwater wonderland in the Seychelles Marine Park. Today I'm chatting to David Germain, Regional Director on the Seychelles Tourism Board for Africa and the Americas. David sees many travellers visit and explore the magnificent protected marine life of the Seychelles. This destination offers wide open spaces above and below ground and works hard at looking after the archipelago for future generations to enjoy. Well, thank you, David, so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to actually chat to you about um, the beauty of the Seychelles. I was there a couple of years ago, and um, one of my fondest memories is one of snorkeling and watching my best friend free dive in front of me to explore the marine life below. And Sure, what a magnificent place on Earth. Um, please tell me, maybe you can um, give me a little bit of background. How did you get into your line of work? I... Um was very, very uh, fortunate, um, Olivia, to uh, have started working in the tourism industry right from the initial stage of the uh, opening of the industry in Seychelles. I was a, a young man, just came out of school and actually looking for a job. But there were very few uh, jobs at this time. And... Uh, fortunate in the sense that the tourism industry was opening at this time. Mm -hmm. And I managed to grab a, a job as a tour guide on the island of Praland. This is where I was born, the, the second principal island of the Seychelles. And uh, I started uh, uh, guiding tours in the Valle de May, which is the very world famous uh, nature reserve on Praline Island where the Coco de May is growing. Mm -hmm. And at that time, the visitors were coming to the Seychelles mainly on cruise liners. And um, I remember every week bringing groups of uh, visitors into the Valle de May and around Praline. And later on, as the islands opened up to the world as a exotic island holiday destination, more visitors came to the island, and then the excursions and tours extended to the other islands of Seychelles. So I, I went about to La Digue uh, on daily trips and so on, until I got promoted to uh, go and work on Mahe at the head office of the company I was working for, which was uh, called uh, Travel Services Seychelles. And uh, thereafter, I went up the ladder, as we say, in my career, of different uh, promotions, which uh, brought me up uh, to being the general manager of the company. And thereafter, I went on overseas posting, mainly in Africa, in Zimbabwe, in Zambia, Botswana, and uh, in South Africa. And uh, 
uh, in Cape Town right now. And then the uh, Seychelles Tourism Board uh, appointed me as the regional director for Africa and later on the Americas as well. Uh, for the past 12 years, I've been uh, doing this job for my country. Well, quite spectacular. You've really managed to see the tourism of Seychelles grow from, you know, from so little to what it is today. That must be quite something. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I can imagine that uh, being having been in so many different parts of Africa as well, you've really seen the various different landscapes and what we have is so diverse across Africa. Um, so you're the perfect person to speak to, to speak to us about what makes Seychelles so spectacular. Talk to us a little bit about the Marine Park and what makes it as special as what it really is? Um, you know, um, Olivia, when the Seychelles, the government of Seychelles decided to adopt tourism as the main industry for the Seychelles, there was a very careful study that was done to look about what is special about us in this very competitive environment, looking at the region, and looking at the world as well. And then we realized that our main asset is our unique attractions, natural beauty of the islands, and all the different assets that we have. Our people, for example, uh, which is a, a very unique Creole race as well. So they were very, very good and clever in locating these unique attractions for the Seychelles and uh, decided to protect it. Mm. And key to this decision was our underwater resources and also the flora and fauna on land. Mm. And uh, immediately they uh, put policies and procedures in place, which later on became law uh, to protect and preserve our natural habitat on land and at sea. And this is why today Seychelles is one of the very few places on earth where you can be as close to nature as possible in today's world. I will say that one of the things that surprised me so much when I was there was that I learned there's nothing poisonous on the island. I couldn't believe it. Not one thing that is poisonous. That is just something so special. I don't think I know anywhere else on earth. <laughs> Absolutely. You can sleep anywhere in the Seychelles. There's, uh, there's nothing poisonous. There's no wildlife to, to, to bite you. Mm. And uh, uh, there's no poisonous snakes. And... Um, you can sleep under the coconut tree on the beaches. And I joke about it when I do presentation to the trade. I say, even our coconuts has eyes when they fall. They look <laughs> where they fall. This is how safe the destination is. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, protecting these spaces is so important to the future of travel. And um, being a protected marine park um I'm sure there's definitely some of the challenges that sort of come along with it, especially from a tourism perspective. Speak to me a little bit about what the challenges and opportunities are um, from a tourism perspective. Absolutely. Very good point. And not, not um, uh, the challenges doesn't really come from visitors, from foreigners, I should say, but mainly from locals. Um, you know, when the government decided to adopt tourism, they had to put laws and policies in place, as I said earlier, and this had to do with a lot of our cultural practices, 
I remember when I was growing up as a young boy on Prale, but part of our cultural practice was to eat the green turtle. Hmm. It was uh, an occasion when one of the fishermen came in and blew their horns, and everybody knew immediately that he has caught a turtle. Mm-hmm. Come to the beach, and then the whole village will come. They will bring their delicacies from their home and set up a barbecue on the beach and bring beers and so on. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, then they would grill the green turtle meat and uh, and have a sort of a feast um, because it was a, considered a delicacy and also that it had special um, a special contribution to your health and. And uh, we were a little bit superstitious as well, being close to Africa. Mm. There was some superstition that it is, um, uh, you know, you, 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 there's certain benefits and gains that you get by eating green turtle. Gosh, before so, you carry on, please tell me what does that taste like? Don't tell me chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, completely different. It's very special meat, very tender. Mm. Tastes very good as far as I can remember. Uh, years, years back. But again, it's the speciality of it. It's not something that you eat every day. Yes, yeah. And it's not the catch which the, the fisherman comes in. Yeah. yeah, they do not come in with it every week, uh, maybe every or two weeks or three weeks. Mm. But you know, the green turtle or all sea turtles in this case is prohibited by law in the Seychelles. So when the government decided to adopt tourism, these are there are some tough decisions that they had to take. And this upset a lot of the population. People were very angry, not just upset. And uh, so much so, that uh, uh, you know, they echoed their the disappointment to to government in general because this was part of our of our culture. But the government stood by their decision and uh, did something extremely good, which contributed to uh, to to what Seychelles is all about. Now they went about educating the population. Mm-hmm. They started teaching tourism at school the benefit of tourism to Seychelles, what we benefit from a visitor visiting the the Seychelles, why we should not eat turtles, why we should not kill dolphins, why we should not cut our trees when we are bored, when we don't have anything to do, Mm. why we should not go around and pick up all the live seashells in the sea. And uh, it was a continuous thing. I ended up in that school as well, learning um, all about the different aspects of tourism for the country. And it is an ongoing education still. Um, it worked very, very well because we are a very small population. Uh, to date, we are 95,000 people in Seychelles. Wow. When the government want to reach the population with an important statement, they come out at eight o'clock in the evening. Everybody's at home you reach the 95,000 people mm. at, uh, at this specific time, seven, eight o'clock. And they have this a good program. It's very valuable, important program during that time. And everybody gets to understand the benefit of, uh, of all these restrictions that were put in place. Mm. And I think today it's a, it's a success story in its own way, where you see the locals contributing immensely towards a visitor's experience to the Seychelles. 
That's fantastic. And would you say that um, the education part of it is it was obviously the education part of it has played a huge role in protecting the country and protecting all of its um, open spaces. Is there any other thing that the country does in order to protect that? And what is tourism's role in trying to protect your your spaces? Um, there's uh, there are certain responsibility which the government continue to undertake. There are authorities, for example, for the marine national park, mm. where they where they police all the marine parks and um, uh, on land and at sea as well. But at the same time as well, they they encourage the locals also to contribute to contribute to to report when they see something wrong mm. and, uh, and 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 it is acknowledged it is mm. acknowledged publicly by name as people who who contribute who help and uh, we the authorities try as much as possible to involve the locals in a lot of their um, of the initiatives that they that they intend to do. They do not just come out and do something. Mm. Most of the time, they would come out and um, ask questions and uh, get get the, the, the population as well to be part of it. Because our approach, even as tourism Seychelles, our marketing approach uh, for the Seychelles involves the population as well. We do not go out only us as the authority promoting Seychelles. We try as much as possible to involve the population because a holiday experience in Seychelles is an interaction of many things. The visitors get to interact with people on the bus, people, the fishermen at the market, people on the streets in Seychelles. It's a, it's, it's a combination of good things which... Uh, contribute towards a wonderful experience. I think that's so wonderful. It sounds like the um, people of Seychelles, how do you say it? Seychelles. How do you Seychelles. <laughs> yeah, Seychelles for a man, for me, okay. and Seychelles for a lady with an E at the end. Okay. They're really quite proud, I suppose, of their spaces and being such a small population, quite law-abiding, which I suppose helps um, in protecting in protecting your spaces. Tell me, what can travelers do in order to protect the space? Um, is there something as an individual traveler coming into the Seychelles that I can be more aware of or um, do to protect um, protect it more? Or is this something that's automatically sort of in, in, encouraged in your stay? Um, we very very straightforward with with uh, our marketing and promotions. Usually, when we market Seychelles, we do it in a very honest way. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, um, for example, when we talk about the weather, we tell the visitors that July and August is the two months that is windy in Seychelles. It rains a bit, occasional showers, and so on. So that people come, they come knowing it's a natural thing. And on the same note as well, we do tell them uh, to please respect the laws and uh, and the procedures and policies that are in place. Mm. If there's no smoking, please do not smoke. Mm. And and do not go off the trails once whilst you are walking because you could be walking on birds, you could be working on, uh, on the nest of certain 
insects and, and these kind of things. And most of the time, you find that they do abide. Most of the visitors, they do abide by it and they appreciate the effort being made by everyone. Yeah. Um, in Seychelles, the four and five star hotels, they all employ um, a, a biologist. Uh, the hotels have their own program. They create uh, different programs for visitors that are staying with them. They bring them on nature trails yeah. and explains all the different um, flora and fauna of the Seychelles, bring them on guided tours, on bicycle tours, on snorkeling tours out at sea, mm -hmm. uh, teach them how to snorkel. And uh, very often during the season that the turtles come ashore to lay their eggs, they monitor when the turtle comes and they know when the little turtle's going to hatch. Then they bring all the visitors on the beach to come and witness sometimes at midnight or uh, four or five o'clock in the morning, the visitors do get up just to witness these very important things which you can see only once sometimes mm. uh, in your lifetime. And uh, they appreciate, they appreciate. You see very often all the very positive comments that they, uh, that they convey to us about the efforts that we put in keeping the destination as it is and protecting the, uh, all the uh, natural habitats. Yeah, such a beautiful space is so worth um, protecting, absolutely. And it's so nice to hear the commitment that comes across the board. Um, and if you're saying travelers are generally respecting it, that's so wonderful to hear. How has the pandemic shaped um, travel to the Seychelles? Are there any changes that you've seen that we can expect going forward? Yes. Um, uh, I think uh, the fact that the authorities acted in a very responsible way um, uh, when the um, pandemic started, Seychelles closed down the whole archipelago uh, the moment it started, which was a very tough decision by government to take because tourism is our main industry. Uh, it, uh, it touches the lives of uh, practically 80, 85% of the population directly and some indirectly as well from the fishermen to the farmer, to the hotel workers. And uh, the government had to shut it down and to put all the important mechanism in place, which included training, certification of all the establishment, all the products and services as well, and to um, talk to the population, to explain to the population the importance of, of, of this infection, of this pandemic, and um, make sure that we have adequate healthcare in place when we do reopen the, the archipelago. And the, the um, uh, Seychelles remained closed for over a year. And when everything was in place, then government decided to open, which was in March this year. And I must say to, to answer your question precisely, that upon opening, we noted the fact that we've got a, a more responsible population. People were reacting in a very responsible way, saying, yes, uh, we are ready to receive visitors. We know what to do and what to expect as well. And there are those who decided to remain closed. There are some service providers who took it upon themselves and remained closed. 
for different reasons some reasons they think that they're not not ready and ready in the sense as well that maybe they did not have the financial means because there is a certain cost in uh, in putting the establishment up to standard to be certified um, they remain closed but Seychelles open in a very responsible way and uh, with great contribution from the population. We're very fortunate that uh, to date, last week, we uh, registered uh, 100,000 visitors sure. since we've opened in March Wonderful. and without any single incident um, uh, as well. Okay. So, um, so far, so good, as we say, but again, hats off to to everyone from all the trade partners and uh, to a greater extent, the population. I think we're all excited that travel is starting to pick up again after such a troubling time. And it is really important to understand the various destinations and, and what they've done and how they've been doing. And um, yeah, it seems like Seychelles definitely managed to do it better than many places, but I suppose being a smaller space also helps. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, Olivia, um, let, if I may just add, mm. uh, it was it was not a choice for us to open. It was a necessity. Mm. As a small island state, it was proving very, very difficult. Because you rely so much on tourism. Mm. Yes, from an economic perspective. So, but at the same time, we had to make sure that we open in a responsible and proper way. Mm. And any trends that you predict coming from traveling to the Seychelles um, going forward, maybe as a result of, of what's gone on? Yes, I think it uh, shows us that um, the, the efforts that we've been putting over the years, the um, for the past 40, 45 years, when we've started tourism, keeping Seychelles intact as it is, all this work um, in conservation. Today, Seychelles is considered as a leader in conservation, very often used by the UNWTO as a success story of a small island state mm. protecting its uh, territories uh, with 57% of our land and sea mass uh, combined is under conservation in Seychelles. Wow. This is this is a lot of land and sea for a small island state. But the government and people of Seychelles is uh, determined at all costs to keep Seychelles as a niche destination. We do not want uh, to open it up as a mass tourism destination. There's a sacrifice that comes with it. Uh, sometimes, especially the small establishments, are runs at very low level. And uh, But at, at the end of the day, the feedbacks that we get worldwide from visitors visiting the Seychelles is, uh, is incredible. And even the percentage of visitors coming back and the wish list of people who would want to visit the islands is very encouraging for us to keep it, to keep it this way as it is for the tourism industry and also for the next generation as well. Absolutely. Well, I, for one, am very excited that hopefully one day I'll be able to visit the Seychelles again. I think it is honestly one of the most beautiful places. And I think you have a lot to be proud of the, the open spaces that you have as a sort of a Thank safe you. a safe post-pandemic um, destination. And I really wish you well um, and that 
all of our tourism is going to be um, growing. Thank you. Um, yes, um, uh, Olivia, as you rightly say, I think the unique diversity of the islands of the Seychelles is um, is something very unique, very wonderful from the people to the food, to the music, and to all the different holiday options which a visitor can have. Mm. Um, for example, something very, very appropriate at this time, which we see uh, a lot of visitors tend to book is the island holiday options that we have. You know, we have a lot of islands where According to our conservation guidelines, these islands are allowed to build only one hotel on one island. Wow. And uh, it's, it's, it's the real type of escape holiday. So a lot of visitors tend to take this uh, kind of holiday at the moment because, you know, it's open space. And most of the time, the visitors... Uh, have an island for themselves. Depend on the occupancy, you may be the only couple on that island. It's a beautiful Robinson Crusoe experience. Incredible. And open sea, open space, and this kind of do what you want kind of thing whenever you want to do a really, really uh, fantastic experience. And I think this is why we've had a very, very steady forward booking since Seychelles opening. Uh, it's the fact that I think we're gaining a very good re reputation for all the hard work that we've that we continue to do. Well, there you have it. An island whose coconuts have eyes. That's how safe it is. This destination ticks every box for post-pandemic travel, offering travelers beautiful protected open spaces, the ocean, private islands, long white beaches, and an incredible underwater wonderland. Thank you for listening to this week's Unlock Africa podcast. 